I'm Laura Harper-Lake. And I'm Sarah Reitzman, and you're you're listening listening to to Creative Guts. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to Creative Guts. Today's episode of Creative Guts is an exciting one. This is part one of our two-part interview with the team behind Positive Street Art. If you're not familiar, Positive Street Art is a Nashua-based nonprofit on a mission to inspire a passion for the urban arts in a productive way and to build strong communities through educational workshops, community events, and artistic services. In today's episode, we're talking with Cecilia Ulibarri, Positive Street Art Executive Director and co-founder and a community leader and creative in her own right. We have a lot of ground to cover, so let's jump right into this episode of Creative Guts with Cecilia Ulibarri. Well, Cecilia, welcome to Creative Guts. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited. We're so excited to have you here. It's been a long time coming and it's great that it worked out. Yeah. So for our listeners who know nothing about you or Positive Street Art, will you just give us like a couple sentence introduction? Sure. So my name is Cecilia Ulibarri. I am currently the executive director of Positive Street Art. Positive Street Art started in 2012, so we're now 11 years old. That's awesome. Um, Very exciting. And just recently, so I became executive director last July. And prior to that, I was the co-founder and president throughout those previous 10 years. And we have grown into a new space in Nashua and finally being able to expand our programming, which include dance and art and art gallery showings, and really just this really safe creative space for all creatives that we didn't really find ourselves in, especially when we, we were coming out into the community with our art, Manny and I, and really just trying to find where we fit in mm-hmm. in the arts community in Nashua, because there yeah. was an arts community in Nashua. We just didn't find ourselves fitting into those communities. So when you don't find those communities, what do you do? You create them. And so we've really been able to build on it even more so in the past year now. So we're really excited for all the things that are coming to our new space, which I'm sure I'll be talking about more. Oh, yes. I have not been there. Have you been there? I have not been there. But from the photos, it looks so fun. It looks so vibrant and like the lighting you have, all the wall space that you have, it it just seems like an amazing place. That's, That's so great. I bet a lot of people are benefiting from that. Yeah. And it was a labor of love. It didn't look like that before. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine. (laughs) But we had a vision. We're like, if we have this big new space, we want it to be be intentionally inspiring when you walk in and we want people to want to come back. Right. For sure. I want to talk more about the sort of like the evolution of the organization. Mm-hmm. Like I'm assuming when it was founded, you first started in 2012, it was smaller and you weren't picturing it becoming this whole thing, or maybe you were, maybe that was the goal from the, the outset. Oh yeah. So I guess I should start by, I guess, talking about myself as an artist, because there's kind of a whole story okay. that kind of leads to that. Tell us the whole story. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> back when no um, so I, I I was a single mother and raising my two boys I got to this place in my life where um, I, I was getting I was getting to age 30 and I was like oh <laughs> dun, dun, dun. yeah I'm like 
what it, it's you know one of those those times in your life where you have to like reflect on things I was like what am I going to do with my life what really drives me what makes me tick what do I want to do with my life right everything that I've ever done that I love revolves around some form of creativity wherever it's like curating an event and creating a, like a fun atmosphere or painting or drawing or doing crafts or anything that I'm doing with my hands decorating really was the thing that really sparked my my joy and all I wanted to do is do more of that so I told myself that I was going to take myself more seriously as an artist because I was now hitting a landmark age and I wanted to be a role model for my children to do the same whatever their joy was I wanted them to follow it and pursue Mm. it so I wanted to be a role model to them and so I started painting I come from a background of a bunch of artists I don't have a technical background and I really feel for me art in its purest form comes from artists that just paint from the heart and not really from being told what you need to do I really like to paint from my heart I I dream about things. I could be daydreaming, dreaming in my sleep, and I and I come up with ideas, and then I try to make them come to life. So a lot of my stuff is very abstract and colorful, and doesn't necessarily have to look like anything. It's more of an experience, and mm-hmm. it's, it's an experience for me, and it's experience for the person that is viewing it. And so I started looking for my community, looking for people to connect with that understand that because I didn't really fit into the traditional stuff that was happening in Nashville at the time. And I was showcasing at a local art show to raise money for a public mural that was happening on West Pearl Street. And my stuff was really bright and colorful. It was the, you know, Sesame Street, like what, which of these things don't belong here? Like that was me. You could definitely tell like there were swans and lighthouses and that's great, but that's, that wasn't me. And so like my stuff was like bold and bright and, you know, splatter and, you know, bold, sharp colors and and shapes. And Manny happened to walk by one day and came in to ask about who is this artist? And (gasps) oh my God, my heart just did a pitter patter. I'm sorry. This is the best thing ever. (laughs) This is the meat. Okay. I'm sorry. That was rude, but <laughs> no, 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 no. That's fine. It's our, it's our story. I can't make it up. I'm gonna cry. Like the... it's just an art love story. Cocktail. <laughs> it's just a dream. It's funny. Um, yeah. So he came in and he's like, "Hey, who's this artist?" And he didn't say it like that. I just totally made that up. But he was asking who the artist was, and I was like, "Oh, that's my stuff." And we started to talk about art and how he's like, "Oh, I love street art. I love urban art. I love graffiti." And I was like, "Me too." And I was like, "Oh, we should do more of that stuff here in Nashville. Let's talk. Let's like let's meet up and chat more about this." <laughs> Because we really wanted a mural. We wanted to both do a mural in Nashua. And so we sat down and talked about it. And at the same time, the universe works in really beautiful ways. During this time, there was basically a crowdfunding effort through the city called Visualize Nashua that was trying to ask the public what they wanted in their community. Of Nashua. So what 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 is that? Oh, I want a riverfront promenade. I want this. I want that. And then there were other efforts of people that are wanting to do things in the community. So we were talking about maybe like some portable walls, like art walls that we could do some murals on, or maybe like one or one or two maybe murals. And we did a really great presentation apparently because everybody's like, we love this. We don't want you to do just one mural. We want you to do a lot. You guys need to start a nonprofit. And we're like. 
oh, okay, sure. <laughs> Not knowing <laughs> what that entailed or like how much work we would need to put into it. But we, I mean, they encouraged us and we were listening to what the community wanted. And part of this was like, if we can paint this, like I loved being a role model to my kids, right? But this would be able to inspire more kids and maybe not just other kids, maybe other artists. And this could just be so great. So it just like, it spiraled into something really beautiful that the community really just started to embrace. We obviously had some learning curves to go through because we are non-conventional as far as what we were doing. And back then, public murals weren't as trendy as they are now, right? <laughs> 11 years ago, it was it was a different thing. And so we were trying to really share how we were trying to be inspiring and do things in a productive way, which is why our mission is to inspire a passion for urban arts yeah. in a productive way to build stronger communities through all the different things we do, which are community events, artistic okay. services, and educational workshops. So um, we put in our paperwork. We had a fiscal agent for a little bit through the city, and then we got our, our finally our federal <laughs> EIN number, and we became a, a 501 in 2012, January of 2012. Wow. So that is like the basic, basic history in a nutshell of positive street art. I'm curious. I feel like not that it. I'm a barometer of anything, but I hadn't really heard of positive street art until maybe like a couple of years ago. It really like flung onto my radar in the way where like, I feel like you can't not have heard of positive street art now. <laughs> really? What happened? <laughs> what happened? Hmm. So I think, I think part of it is we were so concentrated in Nashua and what yeah. Nashua is doing. So if you weren't in Nashua and weren't really, you know, entangling yourself with what was going on in the, in the Nashua scene right. in general, you probably didn't hear about us because we were so focused on ourselves because we had to start somewhere. I mean, yep. we can't, we can't bite off more than we can chew. And so, you know, after a few years, I started getting involved in other communities purposefully. I intentionally yeah. wanted to share this with more than just Nashua. And as we were growing, as I had capacity to do so, I would share it and, and, you know, have different speaking engagements where I would talk about positive street art to Manchester and Concord and, you know, other communities around New Hampshire. So that's why I think it took some time for us to be known yeah. in greater New Hampshire besides Nashua. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. Some of the stuff that you've done now, like it, no offense to Lancaster. I love you, Lancaster. I'd go back and visit anytime, but like what a random place to have such like a beautiful mural. And so we'll talk more about like, how did these opportunities yeah, happen? It absolutely but... wasn't random at all, but it seems like it to anybody it else. Yeah. Uh, like small. <laughs> town up in you know the bottom of Kawas County like <laughs> oh yeah it was very intentional I love it I really love it <laughs> this might be too personal of a question that's off topic but was the first date the meetup to talk about everything or like when did sparks feel free to say no Laura I don't want to share this but I oh, know that's fine my I, little, I, my little romantic heart is like oh my god <laughs> We have told this story so many times. It's our story and we're not ashamed of it. Yeah. So, you know, at the time, Manny was very clear that he was attracted to me, you know, from the beginning, I think it was probably the first time we sat down. We actually went to just a random local bar and we were sitting down eating hot wings and I was just myself. I was just like, <laughs> like with my, my both of my hands on it and making a mess. And I wasn't trying to impress him at all. But 
I, he still found me attractive and he, he didn't say it just yet, but he was asking me, he asked me something and, um, it, oh, if I was dating and I was like, oh yeah, I'm dating, but I date women. And when he was like, oh, like you're a lesbian. And I go, yeah, I haven't, I haven't been with a man for a very long time. And so he was like, oh, but you have kids. And I was like, yeah, but that was, that was in my past days. I don't, yeah, I'm, um, yeah. You'd be barking up the wrong tree yeah. if you <laughs> tried to date me. So he's like, oh, okay. Like it didn't work. <laughs> it it wasn't what he was expecting, but it just kind of, it just kind of <laughs> happened that way. You know, the funny thing is though, that after spending so much time with him, we connected on like this deeper level that like, you know, was way past gender and, and all of that, that like, I literally fell in love with a person and we fell in love through art and like, we would have like art nights and we would like, we'd be dancing Spanish music and painting and having a couple drinks and like just having a good time. And he was never a pushy guy. And so that also made it like, not uncomfortable for Mm -hmm. me and so I yeah I was like wow I was like he's really a good person and I started to like him because of that and you know after a few years like I gave him a try and (laughs) you know and and I was like you know what we could we could try this out we can start to date and the rest is history we got married and (laughs) so great (laughs) but yeah um we became best friends though we started this out with a really really close friendship because I wasn't trying to be something that I wasn't you know sometimes when you're starting to date someone you you try to like you know you try to impress them you you don't show your full self oh goodness I did everything in front of him that probably wasn't (laughs) ladylike um because I wasn't trying to impress him, but he loved that about me because I wasn't fake. I was just who I was. I wasn't trying to be something that I wasn't. And I think that that made him like me more. That makes it all the better. Your authentic self. And I think because of that, this is why we are, yeah, this is why we are so, we, we're so strong in our, in our relationship. I wouldn't choose anybody else. Like I, I would, I would do it all over again. Gosh. I love that. It's such a perfect story. <laughs> It must be hard, though, to be, like, together romantically and to be, like, business partners, but maybe not because it feels, it seems so natural. I think we've learned how to more or less navigate those spaces. I mean, we still, nobody's perfect, and we definitely have some challenges here and there because we both have different ideas of what things can be, but we know each other well enough to work through it, and so we've really been able to navigate that pretty well. That's so great. Yeah. So when you were told by someone, hey, you should start a nonprofit and like make this actually happen. Was there a part of you that was like, I can't do that? Or how do you do? Or like, was there fear? Was there imposter syndrome? Were there nerves? Or was it like pedal to the metal? Let's go. And, you know. Yeah, that's a good question. Nobody's ever asked me that way. I think at that moment in time, I was looking for that, right? I told you Mm -hmm. I had committed myself when I turned 30 that I was going to take this seriously. This was a sign, like I said, from the universe that this was what I'm supposed to be. Like, this is happening for a reason. And I'd be silly not to At least try. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. And I was willing to take that risk. And again, it was my ultimate goal out of all of this was not just to fuel my passion. It was to inspire my kids and be that role model for them to let them know that like if you have a joy or passion, like follow it. Yeah. And then, you know, further from that, I wanted to let everybody else know, like, you can do it. Like, if I can do this and I'm like (laughs) raising two kids on my own and, you know, doing all these things, still like maintaining like one to three jobs and running a nonprofit, like you totally can do this. Trust me, (laughs) you can. It's it's definitely doable. You just have to be driven enough and really just follow through with everything that you say. Uh, That's so great. Sometimes like you commit to saying yes and then like really beautiful things happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't worry about all the stuff that 
people usually worry about. Yeah. yeah. You just got to learn sometimes that you can say no. And I'm, I'm learning that slowly, <laughs> yeah. but surely now. Yeah, we get because that. Because I, yep. was, I was definitely a yes woman for the longest time. And I still can be some days. But I don't regret the yeses that I've said yeah. in the past because they've gotten me to where I am now. And yeah. that's great. So. so how old are your kids? Now they are 24 and <gasps> going to be 20. And I have a granddaughter that's four going on five. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And are they proud? Did Very, you, yes. you accomplished what you set out to accomplish? Yeah. Great. Uh, They're doing very well in their life right now. Are they into creative pursuits? No, but when I first started painting, I was painting in my living room. I don't have money for a studio at this point as a single mother, right? So I would paint in my living room because that was the biggest space in my my little apartment. And I'd paint. And my youngest would be like, Mom, can I paint with you? So imagine that. Like you're painting. You're doing something that you love to do. You're following your dream. And your child is now saying, hey, I want to do this with you. So not only are you doing what you love to do, but you're spending quality time with them and you're being a role it was just great it was just perfect but then he realized like oh that's not my thing and then he started to get into dance in the second year of positive street art we started to integrate the dance programming yes. so it was like break dancing and hip-hop and stuff like that because urban arts you know yeah so we really realized that some of the kids that were doing the programming that we were doing at like boys and girls club and police athletic league that not all of them felt comfortable with the visual arts part of it mm-hmm. and I understand that not every Everybody is a visual artist or not everybody's comfortable expressing themselves in a visual way. Some people are more physical and like to do it in dance or they like to write or they like to sing or whatever. Everybody has their own expression and that's a beautiful thing that it's different. So we tried to expand that out to really allow any artist, whether they're young or older, to really just express themselves in the way that's true for them. So it sounds like you're curating a space and a community and environment for people of all ages and all different drives mm-hmm. to really pursue their thing. I mean, I feel like we're your organization is just another kindred spirit to what Creative Guts is sort mm-hmm. of doing. Without creating a physical space, we're trying to also cultivate the inspiration that everyone is creative and they can find a way to be in touch with that part without the fear of being judged or you know, just having the guts basically to do it. Yeah. So yep. that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> and I see, like, I follow you, I think, on all social media platforms, but I see you on LinkedIn a bunch. Like, you pop up at the top of my feed constantly on LinkedIn. And I'm Me always too. like, oh my God, oh my God, how much stuff are they doing? Like, there's, oh, we're doing there a is a lot. <laughs> and I'm just so jealous because I'm like, that is amazing. I wish I lived closer. So can you tell us about all the types of programming? Because I believe you have your workshops, your educational programming, and then you, you know, have your artistic services of like murals and, and improving spaces. So maybe do you want to talk about the divisions of your program? Okay, yeah. So we're actually still working on the development of the programming. But we knew that when we got this space, well, one, we're not just going to have the space and not use it, right? So right. we're starting to fill it up with some of the programming that we've done in the past or that have we've been wanting to do. So first and foremost, we have a monthly art social. Once a month, we invite artists to come. And again, it's any kind of art. So if photographers come with a model or um, someone's drawing or someone's writing or someone's singing in the background, someone's painting, like we want all of these creatives to be in a space socially to be able to connect 
connect and network and also potentially collaborate with each other or just feel like they don't have to always create alone. I know some people prefer that and that's okay too. Mm. But also if you want to change that, here's a space that you can do that. And it's a free, it's a free social, so you don't have to pay anything, but we ask you, you bring your stuff and we, you just come and and create oh. this space. So that's that's a really special event to me because I think that this is what we as creatives need to like feed each other and in any way that we can. So if it's like creating next to each other or being able to talk to each other or ask Get each critique. other questions. Yeah. 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 So I think that, that one's really special to me. I love that. Yeah. We've done a few meet and makes and without having like a specific location, we sort of hop around the state or diff- different things. But I feel like it's we don't do nearly enough as what we would hope to do. And I like that you have like a foundation, a place. Do you have people that are reoccurring or is it like always new, fresh faces or what's the vibe like at these nights. So again, it's starting. It, it just started. The programming oh, yeah. just started heavily in January. So we're we're building on that. But everybody that's come into this space, whether they're a creative or not, or or they don't consider this, themselves a creative because everybody's a creative. It, they oh. are. Yes. Um, <laughs> but but everybody that comes into our space wants to come back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They definitely want to come back. And that's kind of what we wanted to do with this space is make sure that they want to come back and, and continue to be part of our programming or come to create or just enjoy an event or whatever it is. I love that. That's great. Yeah, it's really great. So, I mean, some of the other programming that we're doing right now, we had started two more dance workshops. They're six-week series, hip-hop and Afro. We started those in the beginning of February for Black History Month. We also have a couple dance ciphers. So people that are going to the workshops or not going to the workshops and they love to dance, it's basically just like a big dance-off, like a, just a big dance party. What? So when like, <laughs> we have We have two coming up in March, but we want to bring them back more. Yeah. We want to see how they're going to go. We have a DJ that's coming and have some lighting so it's almost like a club without a club that's and, really cool and it's for all ages too and it's it's a, just a non-judgmental space so even if you don't consider yourself a really great dancer and you think you have two left feet like still come you'll be encouraged in and being able to join in and just have fun and just move that sounds great uh, everything you're saying i'm like oh my gosh i know i want to live in nashua now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm dying to know like how do you do it all <laughs> especially at the beginning when like you're still working for the city and you're doing your own art and you're doing makeup and you're raising two kids and like how? Oh yeah. So well, so I don't know. I just do it. <laughs> to answer your question in a Great nutshell, answer. yeah, I just do it. Um, my my husband thinks I'm crazy, um, and he's like, "What do we have on the schedule? Like, what are we? What are we? Why? Why are there so many things?" Um, I do it on purpose, though. Like, I I fill my plate with these things that I know are going to fulfill me. And when I'm saying that they're fulfilling me, they're fulfilling other people. But that is what that's what feeds me. Mm-hmm. So I do these things on purpose. So yes, I was I was working several jobs. I now only have well, I guess two jobs now. <laughs> Um, but I did have, I did have four jobs, um, at one time as I was working at the city. So last year, yeah, last year was a crazy year. So before I, um, started as executive director, I was transitioning into that role, leaving the presidency role for positive street art and transitioning into the executive director role while I was still working for the mayor's office in Nashua. And then I was also doing the makeup. I was also president of my rotary in Nashua (laughs) and I had an intern with positive street art and I had an intern with the mayor's office so I had a lot of balls juggling in the air and it was like what did I do that for (laughs) 
Oh, so bad. So bad. But I got through it. I got through it barely, but I'm still here. So yes. that's good. Yeah. But yeah, I've chosen jobs that will hopefully help to build what I'm trying to do in the end. Like there is a method to my madness. So I did work for the chamber a little bit and that helped to build my network with um, this, the business stakeholders in Nashua. And I was part of the Rotary Club, which also helped build my relationships. And I worked for the city and that helped me learn a lot about ordinances and city goings on and like how you have to do things and getting connected with the people there. So that all has been integral in helping me understand these things, but also building those relationships within those things. And then on the side, I've been makeup artist for 11 years now. A little bit before I started Positive Street Art, I started working at Sephora and I had gotten training for that. And, and I love makeup. I just, it's just another another form of art to me. Yeah. Um, I just have a live canvas instead of just, yeah. a, just <laughs> one that doesn't move. It's great. Um, I do from anything from basic makeup to like really cool creative, like Halloween makeup, and, yeah, transformational makeup. Yeah. Um, it's just fun to me. It really is. Um, and also, I like to do even just regular makeup for the everyday person that just wants to just uplift themselves and just make themselves feel better. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be overdone. It just can be something so simple. So I, I like I like doing that stuff. So I, I would still fill my cup by doing those things, even though I was technically working <laughs> um, <laughs> and taking up my time that way. But I, it was also doing something for me as well. Gosh, that's amazing. I know. Where are you at right now with your own personal art? Are you still making oh. time to, to paint or <clears throat> playing with other mediums or? I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. Juggling now the, the new programming and getting that kind of settled in. You know, I've kind of put some of my stuff on the back burner. I <laughs> I sign up for things to kind of push me in that direction. So I'm actually going to have a show at Kimball Jenkins. Um, awesome. Yes, I mean, um, over at Kimball Jenkins. I don't know if you've met her, but you yes. have to. Yes. Yep. <laughs> she's great. We are and, familiar. Yes. <laughs> she's awesome. <laughs> so I'm going to be in her show. All my friends are in this show oh, on Earth she, Day. She was just talking about that the other day. Oh, yeah. Perfect. She was yeah. like, se- you know, sending me different profiles of folks. And, and she actually, you know, you'd been on our list for a while, but she sent me, she's like, PSA, why haven't you interviewed them yet? I'm like, I know. <laughs> she <laughs> advocates for us so hard. Yes. And I love her so yeah. much for that. <laughs> yeah, no, she's wonderful. And yeah, so we're going to be part of that show. Positive Street Art is going to have like a cool little pop-up shop. A few of us are going to also showcase our our stuff. So I cool. am now on like on the fire to like get, yeah. stuff, uh, get <laughs> some new stuff done. Because oh. I do have some stuff that I can show that I already have. But also I, I have a couple pieces in mind that I want to get done. So it's just carving out time between now and April, mid April to get those done, which I know I will be able to. Ain't nothing like a deadline. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I actually was just thinking, like, I don't know if I've ever, like, seen your art. Like, you personally, Cecilia, not positive street art. And so, like, now I have an opportunity to. That's great. It's really great. (laughs) Well, so as far as, like, a couple other things that that happen on a regular basis, because right now we haven't fully formed out all of the programming. Mm. Yeah. So later on in the year, we'll probably have new programming on top of some of the, the same like monthly programming. So I started this series called Inspired By. And once a month, we highlight an artist or a style. And we have, we had gotten a, a film license so we can like show art films. Oh, nice. Um, so those are free to the public. So once a month we do those and you can check our website for any programming dates. But on top of that, we have a creative painting session 
So we have all these cool inflatable chairs that are in front of the screen. But then behind all that, there's a bunch of easels that have like a little book light just facing the canvas so oh it doesn't interrupt the, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and people can paint being inspired by the artists, the artist style, the the life. In March, we collaborated with New Hampshire PBS to do an inspired by hip hop series. <laughs> and we had a couple performances by a couple local rap artists, Free Flow or Die. And then there's that creative painting session along with that. So it's a really fun activity. And we have a lot of artists that we're highlighting throughout 2023. So if you if you're into art or even art films, like this is this is the event for anybody to go to. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. (laughs) So you have a board of directors, obviously. How how involved are they in the programming or, or, you know, how how does it all work together with working with them? Because you used to be on the board and now you're sort of working in a different role. How has that all been as far as transitioning? Well, we have a very supportive board. I think our board is is pretty busy as well. Mm -hmm. I'm as most boards are right. Everybody has their own things to do. So they really entrust me with what we're doing and give me their blessing to continue the stuff that we're doing. And then sometimes they'll help us at events and things like that. But for the most part, they're just very empowering and, and uplifting and really, really know what the vision that I have is for this space. So they really push that forward. That's fantastic. It's really great. Can we talk about, I want to make sure we talk about makeup too, but can we talk about the name Positive Street Art? Yeah. And where that came from and how you landed on it and why it stuck? Yeah. So going back to the first Cecilia and Manny days, one of the first meetings that we had this was after the wing thing. <laughs> this was after the wing date. Um, we sat at the statue on the bridge at Main Street. It was It's a statue of New Hampshire. It's a granite statue. And it overlooks like the, the Nashville River and the mill buildings. It's very beautiful. We sat on that statue, like on the little bottom part. And we started talking about what we what we envision positive street art to be. And I really hope I have that notebook somewhere so we can like do something with it (laughs) frame it or something but we literally like started like brainstorming names and I'm sure he'll he'll piggyback off um off of what I'm saying in his interview next week but we were talking about how you know graffiti has a negative connotation especially again before it became more trendier like it is now there was just a negative connotation with with street art and so we wanted to change that connotation but we also wanted a cool acronym because everything is acronymed now right and we sometimes don't want to say positive street art for every single thing we do (laughs) (laughs) so like how are we going to minimize that but make it still sound cool so we wanted street art to be in it because we knew that that was like our big focus right the murals and everything that we do so we're like s-a-s-a-s-a like street art something blah 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 we didn't we didn't really know what we were gonna do but i was like s-a-p-s-a what starts with p that can be really like (laughs) like meaningful and just really kind of drive home what we're really trying to do and then that's where like oh positive street art Duh. Like that, <laughs> you know, that makes sense. That's yes. so cool to hear the acronym sort of was the fuel yeah. first. That's awesome. It was part of it. Yeah. yeah. But we definitely wanted street art to yes. be in it because yeah. that was the driving factor of what we were doing in general. So 
Yeah, that's kind of where we came up with the name. That's a cool origin story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, you've got to unearth that notebook and like. Yes, please. I think we do have the notebook do somewhere. A, I'm do not, like a frame yeah. and everything. <laughs> I got a lot. Of, do a lot of digging. <laughs> we have a lot of archive stuff. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> One of the reasons that you ended up on our list was because we were thrilled that we found out that you were a makeup artist. You've never had a makeup artist oh, on Creative Guts. Yes, I'm the first. You're the first. I popped your cherry. <laughs> <laughs> so we were just. We were we're so excited. We're like, oh, I like that. I feel like being the first with something, you deserve that sound effect. <laughs> that just made me so happy. <laughs> Sorry I interrupted you for it. But I get it. The buttons. They if take someone priority. tuned into this podcast right at that moment, they probably wouldn't understand what creative guts was. <laughs> what is this podcast about? <laughs> <laughs> but we've never had a makeup artist on the show. We're really excited to be like, tell us about that as like a like a, a medium, a palette for creativity. It's very exciting. And your stuff is fantastic. Like, did you see your makeup? I haven't seen I the put, makeup. I put the link to it. Oh, you did? Top. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to check it out now. You okay. can start wherever. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so your homework is to let me know which one you like the best or what what like piqued your interest. Um, so, um, doing the art that I was doing in my living room, it was great. Um, and I, so originally I started painting not just on canvas, but I painted on mirror and okay. I painted on mirror with spray paint. <laughs> um, so part of my art was like seeing myself in the art and like kind of that, that realization, like I'm, I'm creating this and I'm part of this, not like a vanity thing, but also those then became like very practical pieces of art too, because they open up the room, they, you know, brighten up the space. People can look at themselves in the, in the spaces that are there. I liked doing that art, but I also wanted to do something that would pay the bills too, (laughs) because (laughs) we all know the starving artist name, right? So I think I wanted to just get into that a little bit more. So I was like, oh. I'm going to start working at Sephora and let's just see where that goes. And, you know, they, they gave us all sorts of training and it's different than what it is now there for training, but they gave us tons of training. I learned, I learned so much about skin that I didn't even care to know about, but I know I learned about skin. But if you already know art and you understand color theory and you understand like the shape of faces and things like that, makeup is pretty easy to pick up. And then it's just learning all the different, you know, brands and like what you like and finding those things. So I started there and I just learned. And then, you know, people started asking me to do their makeup and I was like, okay, well I can, I, you know, I've learned all this stuff. I can use it on you. And, and then Halloween came up. The first Halloween that I did makeup was really transformative in the way that I didn't realize that I liked makeup as much as I did because now Halloween, you can do anything, yeah, anything. And you, you're not going to be judged, right? Cause it's Halloween. Like you can be whatever <laughs> you want to be. Like if I did that makeup on a regular day, someone would be like, what is going on? So I loved Halloween cause I was was able to then express myself in a way that I wasn't able to before and like literally transform my face and turn myself into something else. So I was like, oh, I got to do this for more people. And then I just started getting booked. Like 
every Halloween, I was like, I would work like 12 hour days. Actually, no, I think I did like a 15 hour day one Halloween and then I did my makeup and then I won a contest. So like it was, yeah. (laughs) So it was a long stretch before the big guns of your own. (laughs) Yeah. Because I obviously it was Halloween. I wanted to do my own makeup too. So I mean, it's marketing there, right? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it is. No, it, it definitely worked. I've never really, I mean, I do have a Facebook page and an Instagram page. It's looks by Cecilia, but I don't promote by, it's all word of mouth. And honestly, I couldn't handle anything more. Like if I really put myself out there, I wouldn't be able to handle it all. So it's good. The word of mouth, but people love my stuff. Like they love coming to me because I make people feel comfortable. I make sure I know what they like. I don't just throw something on them and be like, okay, you can go home now because I've had those experiences and I, and I know what that's like. And for the most part, when people are doing makeup, especially brides, like they they just want to look like themselves. They don't want to look like these Instagram really done up things. There's some people that do it and that's fine if that's what you like. But for the most part, I would say 90 to 95% of my brides just want to look like themselves. So like a soft glam look. And I, I let my clients know, and this is why I think they're so comfortable with me. It's like, I'm like, this is your face. This is your special day. You're going to have these pictures for the rest of your life. If you do not like anything, you are not hurting my feelings because this is your face, not mine. And you're going to be going out there for your special day. I want you to, mm-hmm. I want you to enjoy it. And I want you to be happy with the way you look. So yeah. I make sure to let my clients know that like what they want is what they're going to get. That's so great. It's really hard to pick a favorite. There's I know. Such a, Did you have something variety. that you were drawn to though? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. No, I'm going to talk about a few. Okay. So but like some of them, I they're too scary. Like they're scary. They're so good. There's one with like a gaping, huge mouth. That's clearly like, I think you're utilizing part of the neck to have it look the man eater. Like Mm -hmm. that's too scary for me. If I was in a movie, I'd close my eyes and hide. But I think my favorite is probably the one with the person with the zipper down the center of their face. And where the zipper is opening up, we see the stars and the galaxy and outer space. Yes. I'm, I'm a space cadet and I love outer space stuff a lot. And so I saw that and was like, Oh, like it's a, it is a little freaky because it's like a zipper on a face. You know, it's one of those jarring like biological mm-hmm. things to see, but yeah. it's just so beautiful that I don't mind that. Like, it's just so lovely. The Dia de los Muertos ones are beautiful. Like the artistry with them, I'm, it's just very romantic and poetic. And But then the ones I've just mentioned are all, you know, more artistic and out there. And then it's, you have all these other like more natural ones or bridal ones splash through and all these people look so beautiful and they look so happy and comfortable. I think that's the part that we were just speaking about that I really appreciate because some people don't wear makeup that often and when they do, yes, that's it. Oh my God. (laughs) It's too scary. I'm a chicken and that is like horrifying. (laughs) But I think the joy that people are showing through. I'm looking at like this this one woman who's got a red bow tie on. I don't know if you remember that one. Oh, yeah. She she just looks so happy and just comfortable and proud. And a lot of folks necessarily feel a little nervous about the prospect of someone doing their makeup. Yeah. It's an intimate thing. It is. And so there's there's trust and there's that level. Mm-hmm. And so I think it shows through your work that people are feeling very comfortable with you. So you're oh, clearly you. cultivating a nice environment for them. So yeah, I mean, there's some people that like, for example, if they're in the bridal party, they haven't got a chance to meet me yet. Right. And this is the first time I'm seeing them. Right. Usually it's early in the morning, right? Because they have to get their hair done. They have yep. to get their makeup done. They have to get dressed. Like <laughs> yeah. it's a whole process. Right. So I'm coming in and I'm like touching their face right away. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I wash my hands and I touch their face right away. And it's 
you have to you have to make sure that they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like so that's that's very important. I, I have a quick story. I had a wedding up in Jackson, New Hampshire one morning and it was like I think I, we started at like six Oof, in the morning. Yep. Literally. So I was up at like four <laughs> or four thirty at, at the hotel that we stayed at to like get my stuff together, get myself ready and then go. So I, I don't I'm not a coffee person, so I don't even like really like I'm on autopilot until yep. like ten thirty, eleven until I really wake <laughs> I up. Feel and my first client had a black eye because she had fallen out of a <gasps> shuttle. Oh my god. My first client and there's a, a, there's a picture in there of her if you scroll. And I was like, this is my first client of the day. Like it was the biggest challenge that I've ever faced as a as oh, a makeup artist god. because I'm like not only do I have to make her look good and hide this, but I can't make it look like too cakey or too yeah. weird. And I pulled it off. I don't know how I did that that early in the morning, <laughs> but that was like that's probably one of the most traumatizing things as a makeup artist that I've that I've had to deal with because I was like, oh my god, it's like so early in the morning. She just wants to look good because she's in her friend's wedding and oh, <laughs> so much. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Do you see that? Holy cow. Oh my God. That is impressive. If I ever had a black eye, I'd want and you to she, do my makeup. Yeah, she's smiling. Like it doesn't Oh, even, she felt so like good. Because she, she was if you saw her, like she was so like she was she towering over so bad. and looking down. She was like, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. And she wasn't sure how it was gonna look, so she was oh. also uncomfortable. And by the end, she felt so confident and she was smiling at the end. Oh. And it was just so great to like see that transformation. And then I felt confident, obviously, yep. because I was like, I really pulled this off. Like that's a hell of a black guy, and too. That was probably the biggest challenge though, because it was so early in the morning. I was like, I don't know how I did this, but I again you ask how I do these things, I just do it. I mean, I was presented with a challenge. She had to be done because other people were getting their hair done. I had to do it in that moment. And so I just did it. And and it came out so well. Yeah. It came out amazingly. I can't even be certain which eye it is. Like that picture could be mirrored, so I'm not sure which <laughs> yes, eye it is. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Damn. That's Very impressive. Incredible. Actually, yes, because that was her. Because that was yeah, a that selfie, was, right? She took a selfie, yes. and then my picture was me taking one of her. Yeah. So, so it could be mirrored. It could not be yeah. mirrored. I don't know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm very it, impressed. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really important thing, especially for something with weddings or for yeah. any type of ceremony. Like that lives on forever with that family, with those people. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a big thing. My husband and I eloped uh, in Iceland, so we didn't have any family, but we hired makeup and hair artist and a photographer. And then we were like, we're going to be documenting this for our family who's missing this. So we want to make sure that we don't look like bums yeah. <laughs> after yep. traveling. Yeah. <laughs> It's a big deal. Well, and I'm not a makeup person, although I've had my makeup done a couple of times and that's always really like special. Like, (laughs) look how beautiful I look for one day only. It does. It really does. Because I think, especially for people that do a lot, the self-care, I might not be your preference, but it, you know, in case you might like to do it, but you just don't have time, it is a self-care thing. Mm -hmm. So when someone else does it for you, it's a little bit extra you're pampering Special. yourself. Yeah. 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 And I cherish all of my clients, whether they use makeup or they don't. Like, I don't judge. Yeah. And everybody has their own preference, and that is fine. Yeah. But everybody that has sat in my chair and will continue to sit in my chair are all beautiful to me. The makeup is not what makes you beautiful. You know, it's what's Mm -hmm. inside that counts. Like, that's really all that matters. That's just my art. And that's just how I like to express Mm -hmm. myself and, and help people make themselves look, you know, a little bit more glammed up for the day. There's nothing wrong with just a little bit of makeup here and there. But if you don't do it all the time, you're still beautiful. Doesn't change, you know. 
yeah. how, how, how beautiful or how gorgeous you are. It's not, it's not really the makeup. It's great. It's really great. <sighs> I just want to keep you. I don't want to leave. Can we, can we just say that we're going to do this again? Yes. And then <laughs> yes, just like, oh my God, everything you say is beautiful. <laughs> we'll come to you and we'll hang out in the inflatable chairs. We do have to wind down. Sadly, we mm-hmm. finish our episodes with rapid fire questions. So we're going to ask you quick questions okay. with hopefully quick I'm answers. Ready. What other artist has influenced you the most? Frida Kahlo. Excellent. Great. I thought you were gonna say Manny. <laughs> Frida wins. <laughs> Favorite mural. Yeah, I know. This is a hard one. Sorry. Of all time or of ours? Of of yours. We'll do that. That might be a little easier. <laughs> or not. You can answer both if you want. Do you have a favorite PSA mural? I love the the superhero kid. I was going to say the young heroes ones are my favorite. Yeah. It's not just about the beautiful visuals. It's the story behind it and how it's going to impact those children that see themselves represented in the mural. I love that one. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite color? Purple. Actually, can I change that? Yeah. So all growing up, it was clear. And now it's iridescent, but you can't always (gasps) get things in those. So like growing up, clear was my favorite. Like I always had clear purses. I had clear backpacks. Like I had clear caboodles. Like <laughs> I had, I had clear everything. Oh my God. Um, but now I just love iridescent. Like, yes. you know how there's iridescent everything. Like if yep. I can get my whole house iridescent, like I would, <laughs> I'm not joking. Like even like that holographic, like mm-hmm. it, it comes in all the colors because I, it's hard to really choose one. Um, but if I had to pick a solid color, which is so boring as an artist, it would be purple. <laughs> favorite scent. Tacos. <laughs> Great answer. Hey, man. <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> Favorite sound? Beach waves. Yes. Favorite texture to touch? Wow. Never been asked that question before, but I love the way flour feels. Like, the, the, ooh, like yeah. To bake with? Yeah, just yeah. dry. Dry flour. Yep. Don't know why. That's a nice one. <laughs> Never. Do you like to bake a lot? Nope. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> I would never get anything done. And <laughs> just be like playing yeah. with the um, That's why I don't bake, because I'm playing with it. No, just kidding. Oh, gosh, that sounded horrible. <laughs> Most inspiring location you've traveled to? Winwood Walls in Miami. Ooh. Well, real follow-up question, real quick. What was inspiring about it? Winwood district in Miami was a completely abandoned area in Miami and has now been transformed because there was an artist that created this thing called Wynwood Walls where international artists came to paint it and it became so popular there weren't enough walls within Wynwood Walls that they started painting on everything and now everything you see is eye candy there's art galleries there's little shops there's cafes and restaurants and now there's like like during the summer and the warmer months there's like bands playing outside and there's like open parties that you can just walk in and out of down the street like it's not even like a oh you have to pay to go in you just go in and there's like a dj playing down the street and like oh it's it's just it's it's a vibe it's a vibe for sure but like eye candy everywhere and it's so inspiring because i'm like oh i wish we could turn all of new hampshire like this (laughs) Um, it wouldn't happen and i know that realistically (laughs) but it would be so cool if we had like a small community like that that just had like eye candy everywhere all that yeah yeah everywhere you look it's super inspiring what is the last new thing you've learned that I can be a masterpiece and a work in progress at the same time Ooh, yes I love that that is really good this is our clincher question we end every episode with the same question if you could go back in time 
What advice would you give your younger self? Just follow your dreams. Do the things that you love and don't let anybody hold you back from that. Yes. Love it. Thank you so much. I love meeting kindred spirits on the show. Like it's just so exhilarating. Yep. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. And I hope I can come back again because I don't even want to leave. (laughs) (laughs) You totally can. (laughs) Thank you again, Cecilia, for being on Creative Guts. And with that, show show us us your your creative guts. Another huge thank you to Cecilia Ulibarri for joining us on Creative Guts. What a kindred spirit. When I think of the vibrant art scene in New Hampshire, a few orgs come to my mind's surface and Positive Street Heart has always been one of them. I'm in awe of all that they have accomplished in just over a decade. So it was extra special to learn their origin story, all the ways they've touched others' lives with their creative community building, and even the meet cute between Cecilia and Manny. My heart was singing this whole entire episode. Yeah, that was the cutest meet cute story ever. This series has been on my mind for a long time, and I'm so glad to have had the chance to talk about positive street art on this podcast. I met Cecilia at the Rising Stars Awards back in 2019 at the Courier Museum, and she's been on my list ever since. Her story, both reflecting on herself and what she really wanted to get out of life and her desire to inspire her children was just incredibly touching. I'm just I'm so tickled to have had the chance to interview her on this show. You can find Positive Street Art online, positivestreetart.org, and on Facebook and Instagram, their handle is at Positive Street Art, and you can check out Cecilia's makeup, looks by Cecilia's, on both Instagram and Facebook. As always, you can find those links and more in the episode description and on our website, creativegutspodcast.com. You will find us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, where our handle is at creativegutspodcast. This episode is sponsored in part by the Rochester Museum of Fine Arts. Thanks to our friends in Rochester for their support of the show. A big thank you to Art Up Front Street for providing a space where Creative Guts can record in. If you love listening and you want to support Creative Guts, you can make a donation, you can leave us a review, interact with our content on social media, whatever you're able to do, we appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned for part two of our interview with Positive Street Art. In the meantime, we'll be back next Wednesday with another episode of Creative Guts. I said it wrong. Wait, sorry. <laughs> I said show off your creative guts. Yeah. We have bloopers, so that'll go in it. And I love it. It's great. And that's like our sign off to tell the crowd out there to go do their thing. Okay. So the crowd. The crowd. <laughs> the listeners. Like, you too. How did I do? You did great. Did I? They're so fun. <laughs> you forget you're even doing an interview. Oh, we love when people say that. Yeah, that is really advanced okay oh i don't need this recording hi sarah in the future who's listening to this chances are you're just gonna cut it anyways but it could be a blooper i love you from the past time travel hello we don't want to keep our listeners to like trick them you know in the dark (laughs) they know we record they know how the sausage is made oh Oh, boy Ah. that was a bad visual i'm a visual person (laughs) not the best to say to a vegan either oh (laughs) thanks sarah they know how the field roast vegan sausage is made (laughs) have you had field roast they're the best eula berry or eula bari but I can't remember. I'm only sure about the Yule part. <laughs> I think she said Yule Bari. Yule Bari. I can check. <laughs> Do we want to check? Yeah, let's listen to it. All right. <laughs> Pausing here. As they say. Ulbari. Ulabari. 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 Yeah. Okay. Ulabari. Phew. <laughs>